The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The building we're in is actually the home to several radio stations, and were you to be here on a weekday morning between six a.m. and ten a.m., you might well bump in to one member of Boyzone, a certain Ronan Keating, who has a show here on Magic. I met Ronan. He caught up with us a little bit earlier today. It was great to meet him. Absolutely lovely fella. And I started by welcoming him to our temporary abode here in Soho. Thank you. Nice to see you. Yeah, good to see lovely you Lovely to hear the accent. Yeah, oh, is it? Yeah, it do is. you miss it? I do, actually. And and uh, I was only talking to someone uh, two days ago and they said, well, you don't sound very Irish. And I went, well, I think, when it, you know, I've been, well, in the entertainment industry for 30 years. You kind of, as you travel, you have to lose certain parts of your accent so that people can understand you. When you travel, especially Asia or, you know, South Africa, maybe Middle East, and you, you kind of grow this, I don't know what it is, a, a benign accent. And I think as soon as you're talking to someone who's Irish, it comes back very, very quickly. Yeah, because you, you sound Irish now. Yeah, and but I, I probably I didn't do with your Dublin yeah. accent. But would you think your, your radio listeners here probably hear you slightly differently? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. I think I, uh, for Harriet, my co-host, to understand me, <laughs> I think I have to lose my Irish accent sometimes. No, but it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of sad that you do it, but I understand why we have to. Um, because, you know, the Irish accent, especially when you're talking to Irish people, uh, we, it gets very thick and very fast, especially it's Dublin. Dublin's very, very quick, and, and they, they people have no idea what you're saying. The boys and I, when we travel, and we could, we could have full conversations and nobody would have a clue what we're talking about when we're travelling around the world. Really? Absolutely, 100%. I'm speaking <laughs> Irish, well, English. Irish, yeah. English, yes. Um, and, I, like, when you get home then, I assume there's a bit of slagging that goes with that, is uh, there? Of course, always. Yeah. I mean, the Irish stuff to, to have an L rip, <laughs> get stuck in. <laughs> Absolutely, you, you wouldn't be allowed to get away with anything. Um, but that was part of the reason I think we all kept our feet on the ground, because as soon as we came back home to Ireland, all, always, always, there was always somebody who had a... a a quick, uh, a quick line for us, you know, yeah. to, to bring us back down to earth again. And like, given that I suppose home is here at the moment uh, in mm. London, do, do, do you when when you hear the Irish accent, there's plenty of Irish accents. Yeah, yeah, no, are, yeah. When yeah. you hear them, I mean, do you do that kind of? Do you kind of catch the eye? Give an odd, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You? Where are you from? Yeah, straight yeah, away. Yeah, where are you yeah, from? Yeah. I'm from yeah. Ireland. Well, I know you're from Ireland. Where are you from? <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot. Luckily, there's a lot of Irish working in the industry over here. Uh, and doing very well, which is lovely yeah. uh, to see that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of friends from Ireland that live over here that are in the industry as well that we, you know, can, you know, work together with or or share time with and you know, socialising, um, which is which is nice. It's hard to just randomly spot them on the street. I remember I, I, we were know. in Budapest a few years ago, and a few of us, and we were in. We hadn't said a word, and that's important. For mm. So we had not said a word, and we were in the public baths in Budapest. You know, the big outdoor baths. Yeah. And we're standing there in our shorts, kind of, you know, looking a bit sheepish. And this lad kind of sidles over to us. How are you, lads? Yeah, I knew straight away. <laughs> absolutely, the whitest lads yeah. in the place. That's I right. Remember, he had Wexford GA shorts. I was going to say GA yeah, shorts. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> Excellent. All he was missing was a flat cap as yeah. well. Oh, Oh, brilliant. Love um, that. So listen, for, for people at home listening, I mentioned kind of the, the radio show here. Tell us a little bit about it for people at home who aren't used to listening to it. Well, us. we do a, a, on Magic Radio in London, across the UK, We do uh, Harriet Scott and I, we do Magic Breakfast, which is from 6am to 10 in the morning. I never thought I'd do radio. Uh, it was never on my radar. I spent a lot of time on radio being interviewed, but never thought I'd host a show. And I always had a brilliant relationship with Magic. They played my boys on and my music for, for a long time. So 
uh, I used to come in and do the odd little bit of kind of co-hosting, mm. you know, as a as a uh, as an artist, you know, if that's whatever you want to call me, um, as a singer. And then I built a relationship with them, and one thing led to another, and they asked me would I be interested in taking on a show myself. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it it was of interest to me. I think I've been doing well on thirty years singing, doing this for next year, and. I think as you go on, you realise you have to, especially because the industry has changed so much and the, the music industry that has changed so much that we have to kind of find new ways to to get the message out there, to get your voice heard and so on. Um, there's so many artists, there's so many bands and singers and social media just floods the industry and floods you know our world every day. To be heard and to be seen is far more difficult. So to get an opportunity to be on radio every morning and to talk and... Um, uh, you know, it's it's huge, and and also the reason why I do the one show in the evenings is is you know is because of that too. And I think also what we saw in in the in the lockdowns that we went through uh, through COVID, um, it was harder to work and harder to be seen. There was no you know performances, no live music whatsoever. So to have things like magic and the one show for me it was been precious. So I mean, the, the so the radio and TV is that kind of very much that that's the day job now, or is it? Do you in your mind is it still kind of a side? Hustle, as it were. To, I, I to, have to, to say, it's, a, it's the side. It's yeah. still. I still consider it. Um, even though magic, more so than the one show, magic has kind of taken over my life because of the time, as well as I'm five years doing it now. Yeah. Five years on breakfast, which I was thinking a year when I started, maybe, and it's gone by in a heartbeat. And I've loved it. I love it. I hate the hours, I, and I'm, I'm quite vocal about that. But I love the show and what we do and what we've created. And we have a great bunch of people. We work together and. Um, the music that we play, um, old and new, is is always fun and nice, and the banter. But um, I still consider myself a singer, so I, you know, I, I I do most of my now that live music is back. I'm most weekends I'm performing somewhere. Yeah, uh, doing something through the summer was brilliant. The festivals I was on tour for six weeks, and then I did all the summer festivals and car fests and so on. And um, and now it's this time of year coming into Christmas where there's a lot of corporate stuff and a, a lot of um, events happening uh, so you get asked to do bits and pieces so yeah I'm, I'm pretty busy now all the way to Christmas and the weekends as well as doing this over the during the week yeah you still get that thrill I do I love it I love it I, I missed it terribly in t you know over the two years uh, I didn't realise how much I missed it until I was back on stage doing it again I really mentally it scarred me you know that I, I that was taken so I, look I joined Boyzone at 16 to be a singer I wasn't to be a, a a songwriter or an artist or any of these things that all, you know, that were created along the way that we, you know, were made up in our heads or whatever mm. it may be. I just wanted to sing and perform and get up on stage. That's all I wanted. And so that, you know, I did that since I was 16 years of age. Every other day, I was always on stage performing, whether it was TV shows over here in the UK when we were doing all our promo to tours or whatever it was. Pretty much every other day, I was it was some sort of performance. And then it was gone. It was out of my life for two years. And that had a, a mental... Um, it scarred me. It had a mental effect on me, and uh, I, it, coming back has been very important to be able to come back and perform again and do it. Uh, it's you know, it, it's yeah, full, very fulfilling for me. Any plans for Boyzone to come back? No, no, we're done. We had twenty five great years. Uh, for me, it finished when Stephen died, um, and that probably was the end of the band as as we knew it. And we probably should have walked away. We thought the right thing was to keep it going in Steel's memory, but it never felt right after that ever again. The, the magic was gone the spark was gone um, and I, I know I fought for it tried to get it back I couldn't get it 
so yeah for me boys on ended then so we you know we went out on a high in 2019 with a, a fabulous world tour everywhere we played venues countries we'd never been to the first time around ever we were all across china and you know japan and uh, everywhere australia asia all over the place and it was brilliant but and finishing down the road here in the palladium for five nights was mm. great um, but it's done now and I have a good relationship with the boys and I want to keep it that way and I think if we ever were to flog it again and try and come back and do it I think it, it, could, yeah. it would tarnish whatever's left in my mind anyway That um, that loss it was only 10 days ago Yeah well, October 10th was his anniversary um, It still feels very raw to you lads Yeah well it is very raw to us and I think uh, to our generation um, Steel was a was a pioneer in, in in the sense of he was the first boy band member to to come out publicly like that and and you know the the whole nation all of Ireland came out with him you know there was it was quite a it was quite a big deal and you know especially coming from from a country like Ireland you know that we're so set in our ways and Catholicism is so you know was drilled into us and and the people that we are uh, and were brought up to be for something like that for the nation to share in that movement mm. was very very powerful and Steo you know the respect that he got was overwhelming for him and you know to see that in him he was scared and and you know he was worried about what would happen and the to it was the total opposite so i think when Steo passed he he was such an iconic figure um in the country for that it was it was the whole the, the nation was grieving and you know we were there you know uh, you know bloody hell at the at the helm i guess at the front of it to uh, you know the four of us with Steo and and um, it was quite something yeah it was it was amazing yeah. the respect that he got and and it was it was a great honor to to um to 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 be part of that with him you know to 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 try and give him the send off that he deserved i guess uh, you know we often talk about the marriage equality journey we're doing this thing on the show mm. over the next few weeks kind of Ireland's greatest moments and it's one of the contenders and there's different stepping stones in that journey and i wonder to a degree as you describe it I mean, Stephen's coming out was a cultural stepping stone yeah. on a journey, given absolutely. who he was and who ye were at yeah. the time, wasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. If you throw your mind back to 30 years ago on that first Late Late Show, and it's all dancing around like a bunch of idiots, <laughs> to, you know, to, to, to one member of that band um, having that impact across the country, you know, it's, qu it's quite unbelievable. It's, it's one hell of a story. It really is. And the journey that, you know, that we all took together... Um, for the first kind of Irish pop group um, and then what followed afterwards Westlife and so on and, and Niall Horan and in One Direction and that there's been an incredible you know and the script and all these great pop bands that have come from the country since then um, to be yeah to be the first is quite, was quite something yeah well listen, back to yourself I mean yeah. I know kind of um, the face we put on social media can kind of sometimes be misleading but would I be right in thinking you're in a good place yeah. you know life seems good yeah. happy yeah, in London good. yeah very very happy in London I, you know we all made it this our our home in, back in the 90s we spent most of our time here even though we would get every flight every last flight home every night and get the first flight back home the next day or back to London the next day um we kind of made a home here and we made a group of friends and, and our, you know, the music industry was so important here. Um, we met a lot of friends and family here, connected with a lot of great people. So, yeah, we made a base here and it's kind of, you know, so well, Storm and I bought a, well, we, st we lived here from 2012. So it's been my home since 2012 properly, you know. Uh, but, you know, I've lived here, I've had houses here, but th properly my home since 2012. And yeah, I, lo I love living here. I love 
what it's given me um, and the respect also that I get. So it's a very, it's a very, um, it's very special to me. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll live here for the, probably the rest of my days. Yeah, that's like anyone. I've got cousins in London. Yeah. Everyone has cousins yeah. in London, yeah. and uh, and they tell a similar story that Jareth Regan w- was telling me a few weeks ago. Jareth has recently moved back yeah. to Ireland, and uh, his his young lad Mike is about to start secondary school, and he said one thing that he really struggled with was the kids having an English accent. Well, yeah, I know. Co- Coops and Coco. <laughs> Cooper has an absolute English accent, and I was hoping, you know, you know, I I speak quite. You know, I'm quite dub when I'm at home on yeah, purpose because really I want in, absolutely. Yeah. I want him to have all the little, and he has little phrases and words that are that are Irish in Dublin uh, centric, but he still got the London accent, yeah. you know, the English accent, and Coco will have it too. I'm alright that they were born here. That's their English, and I'm proud of that. And, and but yeah, you know, I will try. I will try. You know, between an Aussie and an Irish in the household, you think they'd have a, a different accent, but yeah, no. all right, it's the school so, so accent. What, what little bits of dub come out? Stormo, oh, da. I mean, da. Oh, da. I get da, da is great. That's good. Isn't I love it? that. I yeah. love that. Um, does ma. he? Does he ask people who, when he gets a bit older now? He say, "We we'll come back to me, mask off." We come back. To, <laughs> I'll ask me da. But yeah, look, it's there's little bits and pieces he has, and she'll have too, no doubt. Yeah. Well, listen, mm. it's it's great to hear uh, you're so happy here, and it's all going mm-hmm. uh, so well. We'll see him more TV as well. Yeah. The there's bits and pieces floating around. Uh, there's some changes. I'm, I'm Making a few changes here and there, but I'm um, yeah, I've got I've got something on uh, on the cards, and just, yeah, started writing a new album. Greg Alexander, uh, roller coaster and loving each day. Greg Alexander, um, new radicals. We're back, uh, chipping away and making a record again. It'll be a couple of years down the line. I'm uh, I'm going to take some time. So yeah, that'll be the next thing really for me is write that album and, and put it out. But it'll probably be twenty twenty four before it's finished. All right. Well, sorry, God. Before I let you go, I do have to ask uh, Jack and Love Island. People who listen, to <laughs> I told you, no, yeah, I, I'm yeah. a huge fan of Love Island. Yeah. And uh, poor Jack, he got a raw deal coming in late, uh, yeah, but like, he, he came across really likable fella. Uh, yeah, he's, he must he, have been. Well, he though, is. I you? am very proud of him. Uh, he's actually in Ireland right now. He lives in London. He, li- he lives with us in London, but he's. Uh, He's in Dublin today working. He's the, the amount of work that he's got off the back of only being on there for about three really? days is unbelievable. That's why, is that, you yeah. why people do it. Yeah, well, it's it. unbelievable. He had great fun in there. He made some brilliant friends who he's still very connected with, uh, guys and girls. And he's he's working hard. He's doing all sorts of different projects and bits and pieces around Europe. He was in Cannes four or five, uh, about three, four weeks ago. Uh, he did a big campaign there for some jewellery company and he's he's doing all sorts of stuff. In fact, yeah. like them, you know. But the kids are grafters, they're, they're hard workers. My daughter Missy's off to Australia next week, which I'm not ready for. That's going to hurt. She's going to take a, she's taking a year down there. Okay. And she wants to go off. She's got all sorts of ideas. She's working and, and you know, it's exciting for in her, but I'm going to miss well. her. Yeah, she lives here with us and, and you know, she's moving. Uh, I'm go- we're we're going to miss her. The kids, the little kids as well are going to miss her big but uh, big time. But, um, yeah, she's got a few things in the entertainment industry going on down there. All right. Well, listen, yeah. it's great to hear they're all going so well yeah. and that uh, things are good with you. Ronan, thanks a million. Thanks. Good to see you. Absolute thanks a pleasure. Take care. See you. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.